want to welcome you to another great segment, another great episode of We Talk You Listen. This is your host, Wendell Fleming, brought to you by the amazing Cold Cup. If you do not have your Cold Cup, please go get your Cold Cup today. I'm telling you, it's an amazing product. I cannot do an episode without the Cold Cup. We're doing an episode live from my home. Uh, I'm in Springfield, Virginia. We're right in the thick of this coronavirus, which sucks. I'll be honest. It sucks. It's nothing fun. Nothing you want to be going through. Nothing any of us want to be going through. Telling you right now, it's a pain in the ass. Everyone's going through it, old and young. I think the kids are tired of it because I don't think they have the freedom, especially if you're being a responsible parent. Uh, the adults are kind of tired of the kids. The adults are kind of tired of sitting home. Then you got the first of the months coming around. You got all this limbo. You got people scrambling to make money. You got stifling checks. I don't know what's going on. It is a straight up shit show going on. I, look, I say the world. I don't know if the world or what side of the world's recovering from it or not. I know it's literally a, a virus that spread. From the other side of the globe, it's here now. It's hitting hard. It is hitting Americans hard. Maybe it's a lot of our bad habits. I do believe that. Heard it was a respiratory virus. I mean, if you smoke, I'm I'm a smoker, I'll be honest with you. So I'm a little more concerned than maybe the average. You know what I mean? Like, I have a young two-year-old son. That really concerns me more than my own health. Uh, that's my biggest fear. So it's just a terrible thing that's going around. Terrible, terrible, terrible virus that's going around. We can get over this, but it's definitely going to take a little bit better practices, too. When I saw the cherry blossom people uh, gathering down there, that was last weekend. I think they're going to take a lot more enforced measures. I heard, uh, not Prince George's County, but uh, Montgomery County, which is north of Prince George's County uh, in the Washington, D.C. area, is going to be enforcing um, the curfew of 8 o'clock. So uh, I do think that'll help. With an eight o'clock curfew, uh, just keeping people in, especially over the weekend. Um, you just gotta keep people away from each other until this shit dies. I mean, you just gotta find a way to kill this thing. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's man made. It's got a lot of man made over it. I'm not a huge conspiracy guy because I don't have a lot of facts on conspiracies. So I try not to speak uh, publicly about uh, conspiracies that I do believe in. It's crossed my mind, though, that this is possibly something that has been man-made, just been thrown upon us in a society, and that we were just showing how vulnerable we were. Uh, Money physically is becoming dangerous, to be honest. Uh, It's dangerous to deal in cash. I mean, it's it's maybe what it takes to move over to crypto and, and all the electronic currency. I mean, it's just probably another step. Hey, so... That's just the way I see it. Uh, I don't know. Is that a conspiracy? I don't know. Would put it this way. You don't have to even be a conspiracy theorist. Do you believe your government wouldn't put you in danger for the greater good of society? That's what that to me. That's what that comes down to. Uh, I, I can't say no. I believe my government would put me in grave danger if it meant the greater good of society and society coming out on the back end of whatever happens to me in a better spot. I think I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I don't think it's practical. I don't think it's something that constantly goes on. I don't think it's something that is practiced. But is it above my government? Hell no. 
Hell no, not in my opinion. Not in my opinion. So that's kind of where we're at. State, I will. That's not even putting where we where we're at. Honestly, I mean where we're at is cases are rising. Uh, let's say travel bans. Those are going on. Uh, I know New Jersey for sure. I know New York for sure. Uh, definite two spots that were hit with travel bans. Um, I'm sure it's a ton more. To be honest, too. It's it's just a mess. Like the the economy's a mess. The the, just your every day to day going to work is a mess if you're still going to work. No, not traffic wise. I'll say that. That's the only, there's no price. Traffic's not a price high to this. Like, this is a terrible, terrible thing that's going on. Um, but there's no traffic on the road. You definitely see that when you go out if you've been out. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm telling myself that I've been out, but it's it's really a change. We're a ghost town. Uh, I think we're all doing the right thing, but that's scaring me just how powerful this thing is, is that with us all doing the right thing, like we're at its mercy to an extent to where it's got to ride itself out. Like we have to just do the hiding. We have to do the uh, the uh, submissive nature to what is going on with it. Not us attacking it, wiping it out, cornering it somewhere and saying, you know what, there are no more cases because we stopped the spreading. So it's not ideal, not ideal at all. Um, they say you have today uh, and today being uh, March 20, well, March 29th, but this was printed on March 28th coming from CNN.com. Uh, U.S. reaches over 2000 deaths uh, due to coronavirus. So that's a sad thing. Um, it's a serious thing. So, uh, videos you see and the people you see that saying they're affected. Uh, I'm not gonna get into the celebrity conspiracy stuff again. Like I said, I'm not a conspiracy guy. Uh, to where I can speak on it, I do believe a lot of conspiracy, but uh, honestly, uh, just not, just not going that route. Just not gonna sit here and spit conspiracy because you never sound dumber than, than having a stupid conspiracy. Now, when you have a smart conspiracy, boom, boom, right on, bing, that's something amazing. When you just talk off the top of your head, like, yeah, it sounds fishy. A lot of stuff sounds fishy. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of stuff sounds fishy. So, you know, your, your son could literally have had a buddy that needed a ride, you know, late at night, but you think he's out with, with his girlfriend, like, whatever the case may be, things can sound fishy and still be true, so, you know, that, that's not the end-all, break-all to me, so, uh, gonna go ahead and shift, though, we'll come back next segment, uh, it's definitely gonna pick up on the NFL free agency, gonna touch on the Washington Redskins, um, really just their whole rebuild path. That's what we're going to have to nail down is their rebuild path, what the Redskins are going to be able to do coming up uh, this 2020 draft, and honestly, my grade on what they did in the 2020 free agency, I was not impressed. I'll be definitely honest with you, uh, so I'm not even going to tease that. Then we're going to also uh, get into Trent Williams. Trent Williams, uh, what I think has been going on with him and how me uh, – Hard for me to ever say lifelong Redskin fan, but ever since I've been serious about sports, I've been a a full in there Redskin fan. So I'm going to dive into those topics when we get back. You're listening to We Talk, You Listen, your host, Wendell Fleming. Uh, And we will be back on another whole segment.
we, as in we the nation, need to all honestly take our health serious. So through these times, uh, the cold cup would like to enforce solo use of your cups and thorough washing of your cups. Uh, be just paying attention. Wash your hands, guys. Uh, just practice your distance. Do what we got to do to come through this. I do believe as a nation, we'll be better on the other end of this. So, Cold Cup just wishes everyone to practice safer habits. And definitely go ahead and get solo cups. Make this your only cup. Then all you have to worry about is keeping one cup clean, one drinking surface. This thing spreads. And what you got to do is protect yourself. So, any method and any measure... Uh, you have to take, go ahead and do that and take that. And the cold cup wants to help you in that process. So go ahead and get your cold cups today. Thank you for listening. We talk, you listen, we'll be right back. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Wendell Fleming. We are back, brought to you by the amazing Cold Cup. Cold Cup, get your cold cups today. Cold Cup, we have the temperature you need, and you just need to enjoy a better drinking experience, whether that is alcoholic or non-adult. Whatever you want to do, you got kid cold cups and you got adult ones. Get your cold cup today. Well, thank you guys for listening. We talk, you listen. It's your host, Wendell Fleming. We are now going to dive into... The NFL free agent period. Really mainly just going to focus on the Washington Redskins. That's generally my solo cast. Uh, how can I say it? Mm, well, pretty much what you're going to get from me if it's a solo cast. If it's a solo cast with me, you're definitely going into uh, just me ranting pretty much about the skins, the state of the skins, what's going on with the Redskins. I'm a... Like I was teasing before the break. Hard for me to say a lifelong Redskin fan. That's that's pretty much. That's hard to say. A lifelong Redskin fan. But what is true about me is that I, once I took sports series, did not decide to go with a team that I thought I could just bandwagon why for you can pretty much, I fell kind of into the Patriot dynasty when I did start taking team series, but I didn't over attack that. And I didn't say, oh, I'll just be a Patriot fan. And that would have been a very smart decision because I'd have had a very, 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 very fun sport experience and a very good ride had I decided in around 2002 to decide to be a New England Patriot fan. But I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I decided that I was going to go with the home team. At first, I called myself a San Francisco 49er fan. And those were hard times for them. And I'll be honest, I left them because they were doing bad. So I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick another team. I'm going to pick it for the right reason. So as some teenage kid, some odd reason I'm having this epiphany, brings me to this moment today, shows that the, the, the passion of sports was in me somewhere, whatever. But skip the mushy story to be, to be perfectly honest. I go ahead and I come down with the conclusion that, you know what, I'm going to be a Washington Redskins fan. Ups and downs, no matter what, I'm going to go through what true fandom is. And that's what true fandom truly is. Not being a a bandwagon fan, not being some fan that just comes along and goes along with the breeze. Like most NBA fans, that's a whole nother topic. Most NBA fans are straight-up bandwagon fans. I don't hear any of the, the Golden State love now. It's all Laker love because LeBron's in L.A. You know, the same thing with Cleveland. 
All the Cleveland fans have evaporated. I feel like Rob Parker right now, but that's the truth. All those things are true because NBA fans are bandwagon fans. I made the the conscious decision to just say I'm going. I'm a, I'm a Wizard fan, a Washington Wizard fan. I'm a Washington Capitals fan. I'm a Washington Nationals fan, and I'm I'm a, I'm a Washington Redskins fan. I'm strictly a home team supporter. Uh, but the home team gives back to me. Like that's the thing. They don't give back to me in wins. Like you can take that zing, but but the reality is I get more from the home team than I would rooting for a team that's on a whole nother coast that's four hours down the road from me. Now if I truly loved the team, had the passion for the team, and that was truly the team I chose and I drove the four hours, that's also my prerogative. Cause me as Washington Redskins fans have fans that drive down from Pennsylvania, fans that drive up from, from Virginia Beach, like in the season ticket section I'm in, I sit next to fans that come from Virginia Beach to watch the football game. That's amazing. Because if you're not geographically aware, that's a roughly three-hour drive just to watch the Washington Redskins lose. And and that, and that hurts. Just to watch our stadium be overfilled, uh, you know, it's, it's almost 70 to 30, you know, 60, 40 of, of, of opposing team. That hurts. So, uh I say that to say that the, the, the team needs to now decide with what's in place, which direction we're moving in. Because they got Trent Williams on the block. They got Trent Williams causing all types of noise. They got the free agent period where, to me, honestly, they saved a lot of good money. Uh, they didn't spend any dumb money. But trust me, they didn't wow you in any position. They didn't wow you doing anything about that. And this is uh, We Talk You Listen, brought to you by the amazing Cold Cup. Get your cold cups today. Make sure you have your cold cups uh, through any tough times and these uh, rough times that we're going through right now. Make sure you get your cold cups and stay, stay in. But they don't have any... Any intentions of winning this season, and that bothers me as a second as a season ticket holder. So let's just start at the very top with the free agent period. So we grab Kendall Fuller back off the uh, free agent market. We would get him for four years, forty million dollars. Uh, pretty much solidify a good slot player, a player who won a championship, a player who was previously here, a player who obviously the franchise targeted and felt highly about, and especially to go back out and get, we get Kendall Fuller back. I think good things will come from having the slot already established, especially if you're building a defense for the way we play football now, you're not necessarily break. Well, definitely you're not breaking the trend, but you're not necessarily thinking outside the box. If you're not thinking from a total rebuild standpoint, which is where we're at, we're looking at a three-year job. We'll get to that later. But if you're not really assessing where you're at as a football team and saying, we're probably not going to contend next season, 
that we need to build this the right way. And if we can get a solid player, we feel confident about that has been on a championship team, has ran the gauntlet, knows what it's like to win the championship. And we can get him back and he's acclimated with our team, he's acclimated with our organization, he's acclimated with the city. If we can get him back in the building, that is an amazing access to us, asset to us. So them getting Kendall Fuller and then on the terms to where he's young and that he still can actually play through the rebuild is amazing to me. So that's a smart move. I can, to me, that's the only place the move comes from, but it's a brilliant move. They're going to build from where is core to what the league needs. That'll keep them slightly competing. See, if they go scrambling, looking for a slot corner, let's say next free agency or next draft or even this draft and want to develop a guy or whatever the case may be. Kendall's past that developmental stage. Kendall has these assets to where he's a pro now, come in, play the slot well, and in his prime and foreseeably play the slot through your rebuild. That is strong. They're able to say now and show to where they can compete if Kendall Fuller works out in that position. So that's a huge check mark to me getting Kendall Fuller. That's probably the best and only check mark, honestly, to me with them and their offseason. Uh, I'm going to go X on the Quentin Dunbar. I don't let him go. I don't let him really dictate. I get the culture thing. I get the culture swing. There's a four somewhere out there for him. Even if there's not a four, there's a next year four, there's a next year three. There's there's some more value for Dunbar. And even if there's not, there's a Trent Dunbar package. There's something more to be gotten than just giving the guy up. I'm more mad at that, that they didn't explore a Trent Williams, Quentin Dunbar package before just shipping Dunbar off, as my man Big Dub likes to say, for a ham sandwich. That part really disturbs me, so. I can't get with that. I I can't stomach that to be honest. It's a it's a putrid move from a front office. It's a statement move. I get it. It's a culture move. It's a we're going a different direction move. It's a we're a whole new franchise move. It's a we're a whole new team move. I get that. But it's still not the right move. That's the part I don't think everyone else is getting. It's still not the right move. One second, guys, we'll be right back. Sorry about that. Brand new studio, but it's still not the right move. The right move can't be overlooked. So, is it a, if it's a hell of a statement, you know, if he had guys, no, I'll say this, the Trent move is a hell of a statement. Now that's one of those hell of a statement things. That's one of those things that it's, it's the move. It's going to be what's rang out Throughout the franchise, oh man, Rivera's not playing. He's a different guy. This is a different team. This is a different organization. These are different times. We're not going to be able to do the same stuff or get away with the same stuff. Or we're just not going to even be here that long, whatever the case may be. But it's delivering one of those messages. Um, I just didn't love the Dunbar thing. I'd have rather seen maybe a package option or just not such a quick trigger. I mean, he could talk all he wants. We could still trade him whenever we feel like it. Even draft day, I think he gets a bigger haul, even if we just wait till draft. Like, we did him a favor, getting him acclimated into a team early. I'd have sat on him. I really would have. 
I just he can talk all he wants to. He's still under contract, so I didn't love the Dunbar move. That'd be an X. Uh, honestly, just overlooking their offseason. I give that part an X. Uh, then you move to now where you're at with the uh, Trent Williams thing. Uh, he's just making all kinds of noise, to be honest. He is making all kinds of noise. He's blowing every horn he's got. He is a Viking at the top of the hill. He is just. He's nothing that you want to deal with as an organization. And like I was saying earlier, this is the one you want to attack. This is the one you do want to appear strong because he is a ring of honor guy. Whatever that means for this team, actually, too. Like We celebrate guys that just had mediocre. Not even. I don't want to attack their careers. Because like I said, I am a, I'm a Redskins fan. But to, this is the problem. This is the bias with the ring of honor. A guy like Kirk Cousins, the best quarterback statistically who ever played for this team, especially through that stretch, and the most consistent quarterback we have ever had as a Washington Redskin. We gave him away. Now, we paid him a hell of a lot. And we played games with him, and we let him walk. What's the point of a ring of honor if guys like that don't make it? What does Trent want to be in if guys that really ball out and we embarrass on the way out the door don't make it? If at the most important position in the entire league doesn't get the respect of being kept around to make it in that ring for a guy that made it under your jersey letters, under your jersey colors, under your lights, for a guy that balled out for you, who wins and losses even showed the difference. What is the freaking purpose of that guy? Not, I mean, you know, of having a ring of honor. What, what does that do? What does having a ring of honor do? Nothing, nothing to me, nothing. It, it hollows the ring of honor. Because when I look back and I tell my son about the Redskin ring of honor, I'm going to have to tell him the best quarterback that I'd ever seen for and play for the team didn't make it. Because we couldn't come to agreements on numbers and we couldn't get his name right. We're a And Trent Williams is is running risk of coming to that same type of territory. Trent Williams is running the risk of falling into those same categories to where he is going to miss the ring of honor out of pettiness. He won't. He's the best left tackle we've. Him and Jacoby, top two best offensive linemen. Him and Jacoby. Definite. Um, but I mean, the way this plays, man, he, he may not. He may not be in the ring. So <laughs> depends. If he ends up pissing on Dan Snyder walking out the door, he's out the ring. You're out the ring of honor. I feel like that's what Dan Snyder throws over. It's like D Hall. Like while D Hall's on NFL Network, talk me up, D Hall. Or you're out the ring of honor. 
You know what I mean? You know D Hall's gonna be in there. Cause Cooley's already in there. Uh you know, guys and, and guys that won't say anything bad about Dan. I don't know if Trent will ever turn into one of those guys that won't say anything bad about Dan. Uh, he strikes me as that kind of guy that could turn into one of those guys, especially going through that little whole ordeal with uh Bruce uh Bruce Allen. Or Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen's giving that man that work, man. He he went straight Vince McMahon on him, man. <laughs> That was Vince McMahon and, and and Stone Cold Steve Austin reincarnated, man, when those two went at it. He he went for his jugular. Like those two were throwing blows. So uh I don't know, it'd be interesting. I see how Trent thing works out though. Huh. On that though, I'd have to have to get the team an X, cause I don't know what the plan is. Can't get the market they want for Trent. Trent won't shut up. They let a person that I foresee getting a higher draft pick uh, for at this point, for a guy that didn't play football all last year. Uh, they just let him go for a fifth-round pick, a low fifth-round pick. Seattle made the play also closer to a sixth-round pick than a fourth. Um, I, I don't know. They hired they, – they signed the tight ends like Logan Thomas, you know, who was former quarterback uh, for Virginia Tech. He sucks. His game totals for last year in the receptions, I want to say didn't top 19, and I think the yardage didn't top 180. And I said, man, that's one great game by, by you know, a, a supreme superstar player. Like, that's, that's one game. This man in 16 games amassed that total. What one George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, healthy Jordan Reed, Prime Jordan Witten, uh, Jason Witten, Zach Ertz. Well, one of these guys could do on a superb Sunday, on a superstar Monday night. This dude, this dude did took him sixteen games. So that's definite X there. Uh, you got a running back from Seattle. Uh, I don't know his abbreviations. Last name McKinnix. Uh, he seems to be like a third down guy. I mean, nothing that nothing that makes you really really get up for. I'll be honest. Peyton Barber from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doesn't and he mad. He didn't get to be around. <laughs> you around to ride Brady's coattails. I'd have been pissed. So I'm going from the Bucks when Brady shows up to uh that's what he's always gonna tell his kids. I could have played with the greatest player that ever played, but you know what? Team cut me that year. Or if they didn't cut me, I didn't remake it. You know, I had to go. I had to sign up to Washington Redskins. Now, he'll be appreciative because that's a fraternity. And that's a league. That's still a league. And it's prime. When I talk about players, I give my opinion. And when I call you a scrub, it's only a scrub on the platform compared to your other peers. Not on the scrub of people like me. I was an athlete. But I wasn't a good athlete. Not the, only, the level of you guys. You guys are million-dollar athletes. I was nowhere near the athletes you guys were. But hey, I grinded every day. I worked hard every day. I, I came. I literally put blood, sweat, and tears into a sport. So, you know, I understand the daily grind, which is why I respect the the first or last spot on the team. Uh, but when I speak, sometimes I'll speak lowly. Of guys that don't uh, perform to the level of their peers or to the level that their pay may uh, imply. So 
I'll say that's another mediocre move, McKinnicks and Barber. Uh, and then lastly, just what they're going to do it too, even even seems distorted. Going to get Allen to just let the league know we're not going anywhere with Tua. It's it's a mess. And to me, it's a mess. It's an honest mess. I didn't use this much leverage. It makes total sense. No, Clowney's not coming here. Fine. It makes total sense to go ahead to me draft to it. If you're not going to draft to it, don't let the league know you're not drafting to it. One of those has to happen. One of those has to happen. You can't either let the league know you're not going to draft Tango Vilo, or you have to be considering strongly drafting Tango Vilo. Neither's a bad idea. But when you bring Kyle Allen in, you tell everyone, we've already shored up the quarterback room. You tell everyone that. We'll bring in that third quarterback free agency, but this is the quarterback playing. It's Haskins' job. Shouldn't have been Haskins' job anointing. Did Haskins earn that job last year? Did he earn the starting job with what you saw? Did he earn the full overall rights and keys to the job? No. No. I don't I don't know how you could say he did. I don't know how you could sit there and say he did. I don't see it. I don't see where he earned flat out being the guy. I don't. I don't. Not from the games I watched. I watched the subpar quarterback, and then when he did win, it wasn't impressive. So, I didn't watch that. We're going to take another break, come back, talk about Dwayne Haskins and the number two overall pick, what the Washington Redskins should do. Also, we're going to get to that Andre Jones interview. We got uh, Dre called in from Seattle. He's going to give us the state of affairs, what's kind of been going on with him. I'm going to play a playback that me and him did earlier. Uh, where he's going on just pretty much how things are going with him and his uncle Sonny. And then also uh, what's going on. He's got a foxy new. uh, (laughs) Well, his uncle Sonny has a foxy new caregiver, right? So we're going to get into that, how that's going. And uh, really just have another maybe two, three segments till we go ahead and get out of here. You got We Talk, You Listen here brought by the amazing Cold Cup. Brought to you by the amazing Cold Cup. We'll be back. Thank you for listening. This is We Talk. You listen. This is your host, Wendell Fleming, bringing you another segment. We are just got to get into what the Redskins should do with the number two pick. Uh... We just touched on earlier how just underwhelming their free agent period has been. It's not been anything spectacular, nothing that I've been impressed about. Probably only one good move I can give them, and that's just getting Kendall Fuller and getting that slot position taken care of because that's going to be important, especially in this kind of league where um, just that's where the game's played now. And two, you got your scat backs and uh, tight ends that can run and catch and then you also got uh, just shifty guys that are, are lining up in that third receiver and most teams are lining up three receiver sets most times so uh, just really getting into huh, now at this point what you do with the two I mean the two is already given up to Chase but that's 
It's so pathetic to watch us get the number two pick and not use that and understand that the number two pick could have been transformed into just different players. I mean, honestly, just looking at the mock draft board, where the Washington Redskins sit, had they not gone so early for Kyle Allen, because Kyle Allen wasn't going anywhere, not in my opinion, anyway. And then that quarterback room was full, and maybe they were calling you, telling you, like, we're going to release him, and someone will pick him up. Maybe you do fear that, but you still traded the fifth for him anyway. So you knew even you were willing to give up something for him. I'm pretty sure he might have got cut. Or if he didn't get cut, if they were telling you the price went up when you hung up the phone, if you love him that much, pay the other price. I mean, something, but... I don't think they had to be as gun-ho as they were on the Kyle Allen move. I'll be honest with you on that. They got persuaded into that. Um, They're doing a lot of impulsive things. That's alarming to me. They're not running a lot of business. Kyle Allen was impulsive because we love him. And Quentin Dunbar is impulsive because we didn't want him. We're putting our foot down. They're doing a lot of flexing in a lot of ways. In, in, into this uh, regime early on. But I, I don't know how to run a football team. I've never ran a football team. I've never coached a football team. Now, I've coached in life. I ain't never coached a football team. So, I don't know. Maybe this is how you coach a football team. Maybe you show your assertiveness early. I, this may be a different leadership tactic, you know. So, this is Rivera's leadership tactic, obviously. So, where he'll show the emotion early. And then maybe it will get strictly business. I don't know. But... I just don't know. Uh, Burrow, obviously, to the Bengals, though. Uh, Then you go here, Chase Young uh, with the Washington Redskins at number two. Now, this is my scenario where the Skins trade back to go ahead and trade back with the Dolphins to five. Uh, Let them go ahead and grab Tego Vailoa, even if uh, the, the Giants, not the Giants, the Lions, I'm so sorry, Detroit Lions, would then most likely take Young over Okuda. Uh... And that just depends on how they love their board, but most likely Young. Young to the Lions isn't a deal breaker if you're the Skins. You still hold the Giants where they're at. Um, and that's taking more likely the offensive tackle. Now, that kind of hurts. You don't do any, yourself any favors there. But then you put yourself in the Isaiah Simmons category. Or if the Lions decide to take Isaiah Simmons, who I think is an absolute freak. I couldn't believe when I saw his statistical his physical attributes statistical listing I could not believe a human being did and ran the things that he did at the combine I don't have the numbers in front of me but I'm telling you this kid's an absolute freak you can't go wrong you either get the best offensive tackle in football or you then fall yourself into Isaiah Simmons who is to me the premier line he's the premier athlete Simmons on paper, I don't know why he's not getting more love than Akuda or or Young. I don't know the knocks on him, but just purely, if I just landed on this planet from, from the planet Mars and you explained football to me very quickly and gave me a choice of the top 10 picks, he, he's it. Because if you explain to me it's a, a physical game where you have to be able to run fast, adapt, be very agile, and, and be very physical. that That's not him. That's not him. That's what football still is. So, I don't know. He, to me, it looks more. He, to me, is a bigger 
honestly, freak athlete than Chase Young. And that's not hard to say. Like, that kid can play. Just straight off of just pure ability. So, uh, you, you, you put yourself to getting either Isaiah Simmons or, uh, or uh, who's this guy? Make a Beck, Beckton. I can't say these names, man. Makai Beckton. I don't know. But you put yourself in a good position, man. Just trading back from two. So just to run that back, Joe Burrow goes one. Let's say Chase Young goes two to the Washington Redskins. But the scenario is the Washington Redskins decide to trade out of two to the Dolphins for an undis. Let's just say it's even an undisclosed something. It'll be something in the first. We can even debate. Which is better if they go late first from the Dolphins and maybe a two as well or just the late first and then some late thing like a fourth or something. But anyway, Redskins come out of two. That would put uh, the – because the only way Dolphins are coming up is for two. Uh, That would put the Dolphins for two uh, at number two. Then that would move the Detroit Lions to stand where they are, though. They would either then have the option to go and chase Young, which they probably would, would leave Young on the board, going third overall. Then, like I said, the Giants could either take the offensive tackle, Makai Becton, and that would just mean if they wanted to stay true to their board or if they still wanted to then go Isaiah Simmons. To me, who's the best player after uh, those three first three are taken? Uh, I think I think he's the second best player in the draft, maybe first. I think Tango Valo is the first plus player in the is the very first best player in this draft, and then uh, Isaiah Simmons. I really do. I just think Simmons is going to be more of an impact player. He just has a chance to impact more of the game. To me, I just think middle impact. I think middle linebackers dictate the game. They quarterback the game. I do. I do. I think if Ray Lewis was a, I think. That's why Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, to me, Ed Reed. Great players you think about playing the game, middle linebacker. Best way I can say it, especially from a defensive standpoint. So, But then you have the scenario now where you're going to have, let's say the Dolphins did give up their 18th pick. I mean, you'd have choices of probably you go wide receiver talent. Or even if they gave up their 26, you still probably go receiver or you just have more options. You take Young, you're just sitting around. We can get a haul. We can get a haul. We can have Trent traded, whatever we get in for draft day. Trade out of the two. Trade back. Get two first. I'd go for all three first, but minimum two first. That's a three-pick trade for two spots, three spots. So, I mean, that's the way I'm going on that. So, I don't know what they'll do. They need to figure out what they'll do. But when we come back, we'll have the Andre Jones interview that we did promise. Smoke some good gas. And when we come back, we will go over the Dre interview and go ahead and wrap things up. This is We Talk, You Listen. Thank you guys for joining in. Make sure you get your cold cups. Make sure you guys stay safe and healthy through these tough times. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Hey, well, welcome everybody back. This is We Talk You Listen, brought to you by your host, Wendell Fleming of the amazing Cold Cup. We are brought to you by. Now we are going to jump into Andre Jones, who called in earlier, uh, letting us know that he is doing okay in Seattle where they're getting hit hard. But it's a previously recorded phone conversation that me and him had. I want to let you guys hear the segment where he's referring to his new uncle's caregiver. He's staying with his 80-plus-year-old Uncle Sonny, who has a caregiver. And she, to his description, is smoking hot, tall, light-skinned, uh, 20-year-old, slender. Um, see, from his description, he said he's very pretty. Young lady, uh who's now his caregiver for his uncle, and he's gonna let you know how he feels about that. So I'm gonna play this first clip. opposite of the Morgan vibe. 
or you don't want to be friends with her. See, because what if you got the same Morgan vibe off her? What if, like, like, you got the same little fish, Morgan, what Morgan was like, what, 19? Say, you know what I mean? Just cool, laid back, seemed like that, that could have worked. I'm not going to mention her to you, but if I did mention her to you, 
Okay. Yeah, or whatever. All right. So, so what, what's the name of the 20 year old? So if she was smoking weed and asked you if you wanted to hit it, you just you just say no. That's, that's what I'm saying. Does she does she look cool? Like it sounds like she seems cool. situation out in Cali. I mean, uh, out in Washington, Seattle. Sorry about that. Uh, so that's his situation going on out in Seattle. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. He's got one more story. I'm going to play a quick cut of that. Uh, it was about four or five minutes. It's about his first encounter with the uh, Seattle or uh, Washington State Police. Uh, we'll be right back. This is We Talk, You Listen. Your host, Wendell Fleming. Alright, so we are back. This is We Talk You Listen brought to you by the amazing cold cup. The cold cup, you need to go ahead and get your cold cup if you don't have your cold cup. I got the last segment of Andre's update from the West Coast. He is in Washington State. He is currently living with his uncle who is turning 83 on April 1st. He uh, updated us on the scenario with his uncle uh, getting a brand new caregiver who, uh, let's just say he was not that pleased with. We'll touch on that before we go ahead and get out of here. Oh, I do want to get you on the last segment of him explaining his first encounter with uh, law enforcement while in uh, Washington State. Here we go. Did they say, did they give you one of the, don't let us catch you. A few days ago, I was off of Aurora. I was about to fucking just take the bus back home. And some fucking feds pulled up to me while I was drinking a beer. <laughs> fucking, um. But I mean, they, they poured the shit out in front of my face and made me sit on the hood and said, have a nice day. Oh, alright. Did they say, did they give you one of the, don't let us catch you out here again? Well, they just kind of, they was chilling. They, they, was, they, was, they, was act, they was acting nice as shit. They even, I mean, it, it was still some bad shit. It's like, you know, as I say, you know, when I've got my weed, because it's like, if you're not going to ticket me, then let me keep my weed. So if you're not going to ticket me, let me keep my beer. Now they even when they first rolled the phone, they 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 was copping the plea right away like 
Like, yeah, Sarge has us doing this dumb shit we're doing. Like, however they said it, they said it just like that, though. Like, Sarge has us doing petty shit right now. So, yeah, just sit on the hood. You know, everything's fine. They came at me like that. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. So, and Andre explaining pretty much his first experience, not even pretty much, definitely his first experience uh, of law enforcement in um, was Washington State. Uh, I think he might have been in the town of Burien, Washington. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been to Washington, but uh, Burien is a town that's just south of Washington's, uh, I mean, Seattle, which sits, uh, Seattle sits on some, I can't think of the body of the land. It's uh, not body of land. I'm torched. Uh, I can't think of the uh, body of water. There's a river, though, that, because uh, Seattle's like a port. Olympus is the capital um, of Washington. But Seattle's just like a port. So that's what makes it a major city. And uh, most major cities are ports. Uh, most major cities are capitals, so, um, but it's a little tidbit, uh, that's the update on Dre, <laughs> uh, Quick Slick Soldier, Sonny Mighty McMoney, that's the update on him, uh, I guess what he's been going through and experiencing, we'll definitely do another update next week, see how his time in Seattle's doing, see how it's doing on the West Coast, how he's feeling uh, Probably get a little more in depth I'm gonna go ahead and wrap things up I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here We had another successful night I uh, wanna make sure everybody gets their cold cups Wanna make sure everybody understands that it's not uh, A good time To just really not be heeding caution uh, Again, same way I think religiously just, just believe in something. Just for everybody's sake, just don't be out there believing in nothing. Uh, best way I could put it. Um, just believe in something. And uh, I just wish everybody the best and safest. Uh, I guess safest. <sighs> Man, it's hard to talk about times like these. But the safest... Uh, just, um, I don't know, man. it's not a journey, it's not a path, it's not, like it's not, it's not any of those things, it's, it's a, it's a pandemic that's sweeping the world, like, it's not just something you're used to, it's not something you're like, all right, well, you know, drink chicken noodle soup. It's something we just don't have an answer for as, as people. Uh, it's just crazy. So, I don't know. I, I just wish you good days and safe times. Uh, just hope you guys get through it. And we all come out at the other side of this. I wish those who are affected. Uh, speedy safe recovery and with that uh i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here it's another episode we talk you listen your host wendell fleming uh solo cast tonight 
we will come back at you. We'll come back at you with some more group action. I don't know how much group action uh, I can really get in with the times being like this, but uh, as much as we can bring you, and especially in a safe manner, we're going to go ahead and do that. This is We Talk, You Listen, and your host. We are out. Get your cold cups. Make sure you're always drinking out of cold cup if you can help it. If you cannot, well, best of luck. Thank you guys, and we'll be back at you.